these you know creating confidence in people to be creative has measurable quantitative effects on the world welcome to the creative hold podcast today's episode is about david kelly human-centered design as well as confidence and how you can be your most confident and creative self our sponsor for today's episode is kayla if content is holding up your projects kayla can help simply send a request and sit back. Kayla sends automatic reminders to your clients and collaborators and it is super easy to invite your team. Visit getkayla.com slash ch to get your 30-day free trial. That is g-e-t-k-a-y-l-a dot com slash ch. Hi, and welcome to the Creative Hope Podcast. Um, my name is Jeremy. And I'm Marlin. Yeah, and today we have a really interesting topic for you guys about how to be a confident creative. Yeah, I think I really wanted to talk about this because I feel like being a little bit more confident not only helps you be a better designer and like a better creative to your clients, but it also just makes your life so much easier if you feel a bit more confident in your day-to-day work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, today's person that we're going to focus on today is um, David Kelly. Hmm. Uh, you might not know him. Uh, he is the founder of the big design firm IDEO. Oh, okay. Right. Um, some work that you might know them from is they were the first ones to uh, create the, uh, or they were the first to create an Apple Mouse uh, oh, in the okay. 80s. So, um, yeah, and, like their first products were about making you know first they thought you know oh we have to make a mouse very accurate you know one inch is one inch in real time but actually you know your brain sort of subverts this and then slowly so actually you know your movements can be a lot smaller on the on uh, with the mouse and on screen it, it can be way bigger movements your brain sort of adjusts that so that's a really interesting sort of design work they've that they've been doing right so more about the experience rather than the accuracy yeah but i think um what i wanted to focus on with ideo especially david kelly was their work with human-centered design right right so human-centered design is a uh is very sort of uh descriptive in its name it's a method of focusing on the people that are going to experience the type of design and the type of creative work that um will experience the creative work that uh, that you are creating and the big confidence builder that David Kelly sort of gave to the world is he it's a method uh, a sort of step-by-step method for anyone to be creative and come up with creative ideas right so for uh, you know later on we'll talk about how we can be more confident in our creativity but this method is actually really good in onboarding your clients to be creative and to feel creative, right? If you give them a step-by-step guide, um, their creative confidence shoots up the roof, right? Shoots through the roof, sorry. That's such a good point because when you work with a client, you really want to get away from that relationship of like being the employer and the employee. Mm -hmm. Like you really want to get to that collaboration stage Mm -hmm. because when you have that collaboration it's much easier to kind of give pushback and have an open discussion about things Mm -hmm. so i think that really helps create a much better design process in general Mm -hmm. so 
opening up their eyes to, you know, everyone can be creative. I yeah. think that's really helpful. Yeah. And David Kelly actually is like a, a big um, innovator in this space, and especially IDEO with their human-centered design. And um, he created uh, or he founded the D School in Stanford, which is the design school for Stanford. Okay. Right. So like, uh, and he's now pushing this sort of human-centered design um, all over the world. And I think, uh, you know, he's lived an interesting life, you know, good friends with Steve Jobs and everything. But I think his, his idea of focusing on the people and giving um, confidence to your clients uh and building that um, and building co- a creative confidence for people who usually don't see themselves as creative is a very interesting um, an interesting um, example is he they had a client and he built um, an MRI machine okay an MRI machine that was saving millions of lives but for children it was very you know a scary experience right? oh, like, is it one of those we have to go into the machine right and you have to stay still and Uh, 80% of kids had to be sedated to... Oh, wow. Yeah, and he really felt the the man who designed the MRI machine was not a creative, but he took on those um, uh, design uh, principles, the human-centered design principles, and really thought thought about the qualitative um, things and the feelings of the kids that were going through his MRI machine because it bothered him that so many kids have to be sedated mm. so what he did was he he worked with local artists and okay. drew on the mri machines to turn them into pirate ships and submarines awesome. and worked with the doctors and the <laughs> and the mri technicians to talk about how oh so you're gonna go into this pirate ship now but be be still because otherwise the pirates will catch you yeah, yeah. Right. and and suddenly you know these these simple shifts in in just mindset mindset or, yeah. uh, and having that confidence to to think about it in a more creative and feelings-based setting mm. increased the data and the quantitative setting way more you know people didn't have to call the anesthesiologist so often because kids mm. didn't have to be sedated as often yeah so these these you know creating confidence in people to be creative has measurable quantitative effects on the world I think the kind of key point is also like whether you're instilling this creative confidence in yourself Mm -hmm. as a creative person or in someone else, Mm -hmm. it's all about that free space where you're getting encouragement and you're trying to see a problem. And even if you don't come up with a solution right away, Mm -hmm. you still feel like you have the opportunity or the encouragement to try again. Because I think, you know, (laughs) we have this every time we have a project. It doesn't matter how many projects we've done. Every time when we sit down and we stare at that like blank white piece of paper mm. and for those first couple of days when we're like, I have two weeks to create this design. Yeah. And I have no ideas. And I have no ideas yet, which is, uh, I think just having that creative confidence and when you're sitting there and you're staring at that blank white piece of paper, yeah. then, you know, we're not meant to know what the design is because we're just at the beginning of design phase. Yeah. But every time you feel that tiny bit of stress. Despair, yeah. Yeah, just like, what if I don't come up with that idea? Mm-hmm. And I think that having a sort of confidence in your own process and having confidence in the fact that you know it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. Yeah. 
So having that like ideal framework, I think is perfect if you don't feel like you trust your own process. It helped us immensely in the beginning to have a framework or at least knowing that there are frameworks out there. We've adapted it for ourselves now. Yeah, for sure. But it's a great place to start if you don't know, uh, you know, a good uh, design framework. And it's also a really good place for your clients to start uh, to... um, feel like they can be creative and come up with ideas yeah and um yeah so thank you david kelly if you ever listen you know for for creating a framework in which creatives and non-creatives can thrive yeah i think it's become i mean a lot of people say they use the human-centered design system even if you know maybe they're not yeah i think it's but it has opened up this door to like everyone kind of testing things out. I think that leads us really well on because we were touching upon this thing about being confident about your process. Mm -hmm. And the thing I wanted to talk about is essentially, I think the biggest reason that we feel insecure when we're presenting a concept Mm -hmm. or, you know, when we're talking to the client and Mm -hmm. we're trying to gauge what they need and show ourselves as an expert. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of it stems from trying to justify your creative decisions yeah uh and feeling like if someone opposes it how are you going to explain it Mm -hmm. because maybe you feel like it's based on your expertise but it's like bits and bobs you picked up everywhere rather than facts Mm -hmm. do you kind of feel that as well yeah i mean like yeah like it's it's like yeah it's, it's it's because it's so subjective creative you know not having a strong basis and to especially for us in the beginning you know if someone's questioned anything mm-hmm. you know it's all of a sudden we're like okay let's fix it right away and we'll do something new right that's yeah. how we used to be yeah, yeah that's how we used to be yeah yeah and i think it's it it comes back to that like what is the dynamics of the relationship yeah because i think the best way to do it is to to try to have enough and this is really difficult, but to try to have enough of a runway when you're running your business Mm -hmm. that you don't have to take every project Mm -hmm. and that you feel like I'm going to go into this meeting thinking, is this a good fit Mm -hmm. rather than how can I convince these people? Because when you're trying to advise someone, you're automatically going into that like expertise relationship. And you also, I mean, we have a lot of people that we didn't necessarily work with in the beginning mm-hmm. but we just told them like we don't think this is what you need mm-hmm. perhaps you need a website instead mm-hmm. for example and then they went and did their website and they came back for the branding yeah and then you've shown that you're not just trying to like get their project but mm-hmm. you're trying to help them improve their business yeah. and so if you try to approach it and say this is how i like to work this is how you know how do you like to work yeah and then you have that collaborative dynamic relationship from the beginning yeah then you also can have that pushback and do those things Uh, and the thing that i think makes the biggest difference to being confident uh, is coming back to that how do you justify your your creative Mm -hmm. and the way we've done it which i feel so super comfortable with is to really do a very transparent step-by-step process with the clients Mm -hmm. where we show you know we're not trying to create something that's very pretty just for you or that you know is very trendy but we're trying to create something that is going to be effective Mm -hmm. 
and that is going to be good specifically for your business and your customers. So then we say, okay, this is in, even in the proposal and in the first meeting, we say, this is how we're going to go through this. First, we're going to look at research. You know, we're going to do a a session with you to do strategy. Once we have the strategy, we move on and then we start looking at different styles and different, you know, all the styles games and mood boards and preferences and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's part of the research as well. And then we have sign-offs at each stage so that when you have a sign-off, you kind of know that you're both on the same page. Mm -hmm. So if you get pushback saying like, oh, you know, I saw this really cool ad and I really want to make my my ad look like that. You can have that confidence of saying, it's a really cool ad, Mm -hmm. but we've seen that we agreed upon this. And that's what is going to work because we've done our research on it. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you don't have a process right now, um, um, uh, sort of already written down and hardlined, look at your past projects or look at, um, you know, and just put a name to each to each thing that could be a phase. Mm -hmm. I think just just naming something that you yeah. thought might be a phase all of a sudden creates a structure to your process yeah and it helps clients identify the how they're going to work with you yeah it's kind of that productizing your services exactly because we don't want to productize it in the sense of making it a commodity mm-hmm. but people are used to purchasing a product mm-hmm. they're used to being like this is what i'm paying for this is what i'm getting yeah so you know, you probably have a similar kind of process for most of your projects, mm-hmm. even if you don't really have it written down, you probably have it. Yeah. And so if you just start thinking, just like you were saying, like, first I do this. Yeah. Okay, let's call it discovery. Yeah. Or let's call it, you know, getting to know each other. Yeah. Something about the first stage. Yeah. And then you just do exactly like you're saying, naming them. Then you can give that to your client, even put it on your website mm-hmm. uh, and say, this is what you'll get. Yeah. then it'll be super easy for them to feel confident. Yeah, and it'll be clear what they're buying. And then there a lot of the, yes, people buy from people, mm-hmm. but if the people don't have a clear uh, presentation of what they're going to give to people, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, it's, it's hard to fully buy into things. So there might be a lot more pushback. You know? Yeah, it's that, um, I think people are afraid when they're working with design to say, you know, I every project is so different. I don't want it to be limiting me yeah. in what I can offer. But it doesn't have to be either or. Yeah. Like you might have a really clear structure so that you can easily sell it to someone. Mm-hmm. But then you also have that opportunity of making it clear and then change it depending on the situations. Because, mm-hmm. for example, so let's say we're doing print design. Then we might be starting with what's the purpose of this item and who is it for when do we need the copy for when do we need the images and then we go through those stages we maybe create a couple concepts and then we sign off but every design is going to ultimately come out differently Mm -hmm. it's just the process of going through the different steps and I think this is really interesting because uh, we read a book a long time ago Mm -hmm. actually when we were on the holidays trying to be more creative yeah uh, which was all about how to separate yourself from your business Mm -hmm. and when you're running your business it's so easy 
to kind of the whole business lives or dies by your creativity and yeah. your hand and yeah. your fire yeah and that becomes really exhausting yeah it Absolutely. also becomes very difficult to explain your process or just do anything outside of yourself yeah so if you imagine yourself as if you would try to sell your own company even if you never will yeah even if you just imagine yourself trying to sell your company or let's say bring in a second person into your business mm -hmm. and you think okay how would i initiate this person into the business yeah or how could i set up this business so someone could take it over tomorrow yeah because that's going to help you well it's going to help you be more confident in how you work but it's also going to help you cut out all those pieces that are actually like really time consuming you're going to be able to batch your time better mm -hmm. you're going to be able to find places that eventually you can outsource and it's just about setting up a structure that's going to work way better yeah. for you and it's going to help you define the product mm -hmm. that is you yeah <laughs> yeah that book is really good it's called built to sell yeah and it's actually specifically about a, a fictional creative agency yeah and about this guy who is feeling really kind of swamped yeah uh, and how you can take yourself out of it a little bit and mm. i think that's really helpful yeah because when you're all in your head if we're talking confidence yeah when you're all in your head and it's all you doing everything and it's kind of dependent on your creativity mm -hmm. i think you get really tired yeah so if you can take yourself out of it see it from as much of an objective perspective as possible yeah and then you look back in you're probably going to find things that you really like about your process yeah and things you can improve and after you've improved it then you also feel more confident that you have a better and your your process can breathe and live and continue to improve yeah if you find things like we still add things into our process mm -hmm. or take away things from our process still but having a name to a to a stage mm -hmm. helps you also plan your time better helps you plan their time better and it helps you understand what you need to be doing yeah it it also allows you to take on more work mm -hmm. and you feel exactly like you were saying if you know this is going to take me three weeks, yeah. it takes me more or less three weeks every time, mm -hmm. you know, if the client is answering and all that stuff, then you can feel confident in taking on more. I think the last thing I wanted to say about confidence and designing is about charging. Yeah. Because when it comes to how much you charge, mm -hmm. this was one of the biggest things for us that came with our confidence. Mm -hmm. Like we used to discuss a lot about how much we should charge yeah. you are always much better i'm always really scared yeah to put like a high price tag on something i have to be the bad guy sometimes <laughs> yeah but it's good you're yeah. being the good guy yeah it's just um i always feel a bit scared yeah and i think it it came also from you having training in university seeing maybe more examples of what people were charging yeah or just to be honest, what I've seen, what I saw in university is that people were undercharging for the type of value right. that were, was created. Right. I think uh, I'm conscious of the fact that us of, as creatives undercharge a lot, mm. and I think we we ought to value ourselves as a premium service, yeah. and we ought to value ourselves as an expert. And I think 
everyone out there, you should probably charge more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, for us, it's easy to say that. Mm -hmm. And it was a real kind of back and forth for a long time, but, you know, we tried to charge a little bit more and then you get pushed back and you get nervous. And the way that it worked for us, mm -hmm. like the way it really was helping yeah. us was whenever we had a progress, uh, Whenever we had a project, mm -hmm. we would try to charge a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And every project, we would evaluate like what was working, yeah. what didn't work. And then we thought, okay, how can we improve our contract? Yeah. Like, how can we improve our process? Yeah. How can we find a way to feel better about us as creatives? And also, yeah, how can we improve their experience with us? Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, like customer experience. And also, if, you know, we did, let's say we were doing a newsletter for the first time, yeah. we would do a bunch of research on how to do newsletters because yeah. we were figuring it out as yeah. well. So then we had that in our skill set. Yeah. So then we would be more knowledgeable. Yeah. So by doing that, like incremental, increasing a little bit by bit, yeah. that was a really good help for us for the first couple of years. Mm -hmm. Once we started kind of adding on more services, like doing strategy, mm -hmm. we were able to do quite a bit of a jump in price. So if you're adding on a service, then that's a great way, yeah. if you're creating like a bundle of things, yeah. that's a great way to feel more confident in, cre in increasing your price. Yeah, like creating something that lasts them beyond the deliverable that they hired you for uh, initially. Yeah. So for us, it's strategy. For other people, it's a... Oh, a website architecture review you know for yeah. other people it's their copy review you know like on or top even, of their yeah even you were telling me today that uh, jessica hish does like uh, evaluations of your logo mm -hmm. and just gives you feedback on if something could be improved mm -hmm. and i mean that's something that she could charge just to like literally fix it yeah but she's actually giving just paid advice yeah which is just a va literally a value based. Yeah. Yeah. Price and uh, and you know they could go to someone else to fix that, but you know it, and it's also it's a great actually method if you're just uh, like having s some sessions to review what they might uh, be doing wrong because once they see what you see, they can't unsee <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah, they get that designer eye. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think in general, the takeaway from this in terms of confidence, I think, is it's always going to be a little bit nerve wracking when you have to do with creative. Mm -hmm. But if you always feel like you're trying to improve and you're trying to learn mm -hmm. and you are doing your very best work, mm -hmm. then as long as you are happy with the work that you're providing and you feel like you've done your very best, mm -hmm. this sounds very like primary school, yeah. but I really think it's true. If you feel like you did a good job, yeah. it shouldn't be, there should be no reason for you to feel less happy with your design yeah. if a client has negative feedback. Mm -hmm. Because if you, if you have a process that you're happy with that should be providing a good result, mm -hmm. then you can always go back and see if something wasn't working. Yeah. But just having that sense of, I am doing things with intent, mm -hmm. then I think that has built a been the biggest confidence builder for us at yeah least. so doing, maybe that can work for you guys yeah, as well do things with intent and have a structure behind your intentions yeah and that way if a client pushes back mm -hmm. you have a strong structure to stand against it yes yeah you don't have to feel like 
you have to grab for answers you have that foundation yeah cool that's really good yeah uh thank you again for listening uh we'll see you again in two weeks um if you could uh go on itunes and give us a review and uh nice little five stars uh, that really helps us out and um helps us keep the show free yeah <laughs> which is and awesome yeah um see you next in two weeks yeah. see you in two weeks bye bye if you like the tips we gave you today then you can find more content like this on our blog creative-hold.com there you can find all sorts of articles as well as interviews with many different creatives. So that's creative-hold.com. Be sure to also check out our Facebook group under the same name, Creative Hold. There you can find all sorts of interaction between many different amazing creatives. 